Welcome to WIF. Would you please help? I'm Hunter Hamrick. I'm Rachel Voigt. Relatable topics from relatable people. What are we even going to talk about? Everything. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Ooh, episode three. Learning to love ourselves and our mistakes. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, which is everybody. Uh, we <laughs> we, we had a oops. Yeah, we just recorded this episode, and then yours truly, Hunter Hamrick, was oh so gracious and pressed the save button at the same time as the exit and did not save the first draft. So you're getting version 2.0. Woo, woo, woo. So yeah, we're real people, real problems. <laughs> real frequent. <laughs> and we're learning to forgive ourselves in this moment. Oh, uh, mm, Sorry. But what we we're talking about is something I think with our self love journeys mm. and learning to love ourselves have been mirrors. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think some of our earliest recollection recollections, y'all. So we're from Austin, Texas. Uh, this is how we hear talk down here in the south. <laughs> I can't even say that word right now. <laughs> oh, deep breath, deep breath. Uh. Yeah. earliest memories of, <laughs> of our self-hatred and like realizing I think noticing was mirrors and for you oh well, I can't yeah even to this day I struggle looking in mirrors absolutely 100 percent um I have three mirrors in my house and I know exactly where they are and I know exactly how to avoid <laughs> looking at myself <laughs> um it's a real struggle and it's it's because I know I don't look like how I feel inside like, who I am inside, I feel is not reflected in my outward appearance. And it's because I've struggled with all of my PTSD and depression, anxiety problems. And um, when you go through these highs and these lows, you just you have your highs where you're like, I really care and I'm going to do everything to better myself and I'm going to be the best version of Hunter as possible. And then you go through your low and you're like, why does it matter? Like... I'm going to die one day, like, <laughs> Throw in the towel. Yeah, literally, like, I'm in my 20s, but, like, you know, who's going to care when I'm dead? Like, it's, like, it's a very morbid but very frequent, like, thought, which is terrifying, kind of, in a way. Yeah. And then me, I definitely have a negative perception of mirrors is, uh, I keep from a very chaotic home life, and so I don't know early on why I decided to hate myself, mm-hmm. self-hatred, come out in the form of reflection was high school because we moved into this house I was just remembering we moved into this house I remember my mirror I had a teal mirror hanging on my door mm-hmm. and this wasn't every day but majority of the time like if I had a good day looking at my big mirror in the bathroom getting ready for school before I left my room I had to tell myself several things that I hated about myself before I could leave out the door mm. wow and, like, looking back, that is a huge, huge outlier of why I see myself the way red that flag, I am Red today. flag, no, It is a red flag. And then <laughs> earlier this week, I was having some life drama and, like, losing friends and letting go of friendships, and which is normal. We all have to go through that. Yeah. And grieving friends. And I was talking to a friend and, like, just trying to get, like, a grasp on... Mm-hmm life and how to move on from this and she was like well Rachel are you a friend to yourself and I was like nope Mm. and that was a huge like light bulb ah light bulb of like 
oh, I can't even, Ding. I can't even accept good friendships. Mm-hmm. I can't even accept to be loved and cared and be yeah. a true friend of myself. Yeah. What's it saying? Uh, you can't let others love you or other people can't love you unless you love yourself or mm-hmm. how are people supposed to love you exactly. unless you love yourself? There's a lot of pressure, but thanks guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know, we we actually have a really good question about this topic from Elisa from Nebraska. I said that right, right? You did. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> um, so Elisa came at us and she said, hey guys, you know, sometimes we do things because we feel we have to. Other times we do things because it's for self-love. And then sometimes it's kind of both. So how do you come to a place where you're not going back and forth on a teeter-totter between self-love and obligation? Ooh. Let's sit on this. Ooh. Every time we say this question. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this three times now, and it's <laughs> recorded twice. <laughs> it's a question I think we need to ask ourselves on a daily basis. Ugh, I know. Are we doing this because we're obligated to do this? Or are we doing mm-hmm. this because we want to do this? Now, yeah. some obligations are important. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're the ones that have to sit with our choices. Yeah. Preach, preach. <laughs> Not the people that are expecting it from us. Because we can yes. say no. Yeah, absolutely. Even if that means getting fired, we can still say no. Even if that means, like, maybe that no is a catalyst for something bigger and better. We should, we're definitely going to be doing an episode about obligations Mm -hmm. themselves and to other people and why we feel the need to be a yes man. But um, I definitely agree with you that sometimes, like, things that are an obligation are necessary um, to take care of yourself and for self-love. Like, uh, people don't really talk about how, like, depression Whenever you're really struggling with depression, sometimes you don't shower, and sometimes or you brush don't brush your teeth. Yeah, yeah, brush your teeth. Like I know, I know someone who said that, like, oh my gosh, I never brush my teeth, and I was like, what? Um, and it, I mean, like, I'm not gonna ever shame anybody, but they were like, yeah, I never do. Like, I don't know what the like why. Like, it wasn't even for like the breath reason. It's just like I just never do it. So if you struggle to brush your teeth, you know, it's I'm not in any way kind of shaming you, but it is you know, something that I'm here to talk about. Like, I, I have done that, actually. Hygiene. Mm-hmm. And, well, and the why. That goes yeah, back to the why. The why. why is it why? a struggle? Why is it an obligation? Why is it self-love? Why is it responsibility? Mm-hmm. So the, think about it. You don't brush your teeth. You don't floss. You get gum disease. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you do tobacco, you can get cancer in your mouth. Um, but you can make yourself mm-hmm. really sick. You can give yourself respiratory problems. Um, it can. Did you know that, like, bad hygiene can cause heart problems? Yep. Like, there's so many things that your mouth does to your entire body, and we mm-hmm. never think about it. When I go through depression, that is a big thing I struggle with, is hygiene. Mm-hmm. And teeth are one to get, let go yeah. of, for sure. Now, I have yeah. good gum health for the most part, and I do have good, like, mm-hmm. bones. Yeah. But definitely. I definitely also, like, I had one person... We're being real, guys. No <laughs> judgment, because I just felt so judged by myself, like, letting people know, like... Yeah, right? If you ever if you ever see us in public, you're like, ew, I can't hug them. They don't bathe. <laughs> Hunter said so herself. She doesn't bathe or brush her teeth. <laughs> Y'all, I'm just saying, when we're depressed, we are real and we let things go, too. Oh, like, uh, more depresso, more espresso? Is that, is that our... <laughs> More depresso, more espresso. <laughs> Y'all, shirts coming near you. All right. I think it's supposed to be uh, less espresso or like less depresso, more espresso. I think is the cute thing, but I mean, let's talk about the fact that like <laughs> some oh. depression can come from caffeine. <laughs> to get back to the question, yeah. <laughs> I think we have to get to. I think why? Yeah, why is the biggest one, and then yeah, love. 
like where did we fall out of love with ourselves i think has to be Mm. the big question self-hate is definitely a taught thing you're Mm -hmm. we definitely learn how to hate ourselves we definitely learn our flaws and it's like we learn them from our environment Mm -hmm. society yeah like social media friends family like i remember to this day it sticks with me i was probably eight years old and we were shopping for school clothes and I remember my grandma, she was buying us our school clothes that year, and we were we were at, like, Walmart or something. And she was picking things out for us, and this was, like, a year or two after me and my sister were both in puberty. We were both developing, but bigger, and she hadn't seen us in a while. And um, our cousins that she had been around more than us were all smaller than us. And they were younger, but they were smaller, you know. And I remember her saying, why can't you girls lose weight and be smaller so you can fit in the cuter clothes Ooh. my grandmother said this to Ouch. me when I was probably like 8 9 years old and I to this day it's like I have that problem with clothes I see something and I'm like oh that's so cute oh but I can never wear it I don't have the body shape mm. for it oh well, that looks so cute but if I wear it it won't look right like I could wear it I could get it on my body it is physically possible but I would hate the image that I see and I struggle with that too. Even so, as, yeah. even as someone who's like street size, street size, like street I still <laughs> struggle with like things. And part of it is the environment I grew up in. I think I grew up so strict of like what modesty was that for me, mm. like <gasps> showing a little skin here, showing it. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, am I am I gonna make a guy look at me? <gasps> What's right. gonna happen? Am I gonna mm-hmm. stop traffic? And it's like, mm-hmm. like those are things. So yeah. there's outliers to why we. Yeah. And like we just talked about like different generations have different a perceived beauty standard like Marilyn Monroe hourglass figure um even back in like way before that in like paintings and stuff all the women were bigger because that signified wealth yeah and the renaissance period because it meant you could afford food yeah Yeah. I mean you could afford food and you could afford beauty and you could afford going out and being social so you were bigger yeah same thing with pale skin Mm -hmm. um pale skin used to be the big thing because it meant you didn't have to have a field job or a laborious job where you're out in the sun and you could afford to be indoors either as a business person a politician or somebody who just lives off of their family's Mm -hmm. wealth and does doesn't have to worry about work exactly Um, so and then the 90s skinny 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 yeah, and the then now look. the Kardashians, the big <laughs> booties, and shout out to Kim K, <laughs> and all that. So like, it's in the society that you're in. And if we were in a different country, mm-hmm. we might have different societal norms as well. Oh yeah, absolutely, we would because there's you know there's the some countries that they believe like longer necks are mm-hmm. more you know beautiful, so they put rings around their necks to extend their necks, and then there's some. Um, other countries where smaller feet used to be a thing so they used to do that like foot wrapping thing where you would like physically like kind of deform. Yeah, yeah yeah you break and like deform your feet in china but, right in the- uh i i don't want to quote that i'm not sure i know it is an asian country i think it was china but um what was like in the mountains yeah and they yeah. what was it called i can't remember the like, name of it the- there is a name for it yeah. too yeah and it, i mean it's just like when you see that now in 2022 mm-hmm. you're like oh my gosh that's horrific but or then, corsets, like yes. the skinny waist, yes. and then women would kill themselves and mm-hmm. suffocate because they were trying yeah. to be so skinny. Yeah, but now we have people who are, you know, you do drugs to lose weight, yeah. or you starve yourself and you don't eat for three weeks. So is, so self-love has, does stem with our society and where we're at. Mm. And looking, if we look outside of that, we're like, oh my god, 
Like, if you and I look back at pictures of ourselves when we were in high school, we're like, oh my God, shut up, girl. Like, you were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, stop it. Or we even look back here, she's like, two years ago, and we're like, why did you think mm-hmm. that picture was so ugly? And yeah. now you're just like, I just want to hold that person right. and tell her that she's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Or like when you change your hair color, because mm-hmm. you're like, well, I've been blonde for two years, and I feel like it's it's turning yellow, or I don't like the color of it, or it's too mm-hmm. cliche, or it doesn't fit my personality right now. I'm going to dye it black. Brass. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I hate the way this looks. Or you see photos of yourself with a different hair color, and you're like, oh, I want to go back to that. It's just like a never-ending cycle of not being happy with how you look. And we have to love the journey. Yes. Not the end. The end goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's what's true is that we have to... The big thing about self-love and learning to love ourselves, to quote our title, (laughs) is uh, acceptance and appreciating reality and saying, this is who I am right now in this moment. This is what I got. Mm -hmm. This is me. Period. Shoot, we have to give ourselves homework on this (laughs) one, I feel like, because we... I think this is our... This is one of our biggest struggles yeah. out of all the things. Yeah. Look in the mirror every day. Say five things about ourselves. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. For next podcast. High five, we'll y'all. Yeah. We just high fived. We just because... We're high fiving you uh, verbally. So we need to do a part two on this, but I think we need to come back with a different perspective of mm. actually edifying ourselves. Mm-hmm. To quote a very smart man that we know, uh, comparison kills calling, mm. but it, it kills so many other things. Comparison. It's a thief of joy. Yes. Comparison is a thief of joy because it's... Because that's all comparison is, is like, this is me and this is them, but I want what they have. You know, and it, and it comparison causes jealousy, comparison causes, you know, self-doubt. So to go back to the question, it's like, how do you come to a place where you're not going back and forth between like doing things because you feel obligated to do them and doing things because it's true self-love and you want to? I think it's first and foremost being real. Who are you? Like, what, what are you capable of? Like, what is your skill set? What are you physically capable of? And what can you do to make yourself happy? Because being happy should probably be one of your top goals in life. Because you have one life Mm -hmm. and you should learn to be happy in it. And that's a struggle that I'm Mm going to probably struggle with forever. And we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So live today. Live today. (laughs) To its fullest. YOLO, guys. (laughs) No, do not live YOLO. Don't do crazy things. You only live live once at the model, you. (laughs) But enjoy who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, you ready? That was fun. Yes, we're gonna probably come back at you with this topic. This is a good deep topic that we have lots of thoughts on and experiences, and we would love any more questions you have on it. But once again, I am Hunter Hamrick, and I am Rachel Voigt coming at you from Austin, Texas. We hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. We'll see you soon. Bye. Love you.